Cocktail? There's nothing new under the sun. We plan ahead. That way we don't do anything right now. But under the ground, there's something no one's ever seen before. What the hell are they? It's big. It's mean. It's ugly. Thanks, too. And worst of all, it's hungry. Makes my skin crawl. Kevin Bacon. Tremors. Starts Friday, January 19th at theaters everywhere. Consult your local listings. Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson. Hi. We are here to talk about Tremors. From 1990. Yeah! I'm so excited to do this movie. Why is that? Because I love this movie. Great. It's so good. Pretty fun. You are not that excited. You're just like, why? Good. Pretty fun. I'm letting you drive the bus here. We'll Why? See how it's gonna go. What the fuck? Why? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a new uh, character. A new approach. It's called Mellow Tyler. Great. <laughs> That's gonna be real fun. Hey, uh, before we talk about Tremors, yeah, let's kick off with our "What You Been Watching" segment. Yeah, you know, not a ton. Oh, but that's okay. I saw a movie on Netflix called The Perfection. And I wish that you watched it. That is it. hilarious that you saw a little movie called Perfection, because the town in the movie we're talking about today is called Perfection! I didn't even plan it, but there it is. Bam! Amazing. Yeah. Wait, is it called The Perfection? <laughs> yes! What the fuck? Why would you even believe me? I don't know! No, no, the town I'm sure is. I'm just trying to remember the make sure the movie I saw is called The Perfection. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I want to make sure. Now it just sounds too good to be true. Now i got to double check it. Hold the phone. Oh, oh yeah, it's called The Perfection. That's yeah. funny. So I wish you, you should watch this movie because I, I, I don't... Is on Netflix? It is. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to say much about it because it has some twists and turns. Oh, okay. Allison Williams is in it. You remember her from Girls and from Get Out. Oh, yeah, I like her. Yeah. So she's in the movie. She's the lead. And it starts off with uh, her. She used to be a, a musician, a famed musician. Uh, she had to take care. She had to stop being a famed musician. She was going to a prestigious school. Mm-hmm. She had to stop to take care of her sick mother for years. So she mm-hmm. kind of quit. And now she has been invited back to like a special event at the school. And she meets uh, the new like premier performer. Mm-hmm. And they meet and they uh, develop a relationship, and okay. then and then some stuff happens. Oh, okay. And the movie it, it, it begins as one thing, and then it turns into something else, and oh. then it turns into something else. Ooh, I like that. And was it I, good? It's really good, and it has a lot of uh, sex. T- there's a little bit of sex in it. Okay, a little bit of sex. If you like a little <laughs> bit of sex in your movies. It's got a little bit of that. It's also got a little bit of, like, vomiting. Nope. So maybe you're not into that. Not into that. There's a little bit of vomiting. But the sex comes first. So you can be like, ooh. And then, okay, just... And then you get right, to the vomiting enough. later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it has a lot... It's very timely. It's a, It's got some uh, fascinating themes going on. And it doesn't seem like it's doing that, but then it really gets into some, some, some cool stuff. Okay. It's a little... There's some stylistic choices that I think are a little much, but... What a great, uh, bold, it's a bold movie. It really, it's swinging. It's taking some pretty big hacks, and I like that. I like a movie that's taking big hacks, especially for, like, a movie that you you watch on Netflix or whatever. I think it's something. Okay. You should watch it. All right. And she's, Alice Williams is good in it, but, you, yeah, it's a, it's a, 
I don't want to. I'm not gonna say anymore. I don't want you to watch the trailer or anything either. I think you should just. Uh, you should just watch it. Okay. Because there's gonna be a point where you're like, oh, I like this movie, and there's gonna be a point like, oh, I don't think I like this movie, and then you're gonna be like, oh, I think I like this movie, and then you're gonna be like, ooh, I really like this movie. It's gonna go like that. Oh, okay. It's gonna be a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for you. It's gonna go high, or it's gonna be like middling, and then it's gonna go low. Then it's going to go high, and then it's going to go, oh, let's go even higher. Ah, jeez, really? And that's what you're going to see, and you're going to see it, and you're going to like it. And then I watched uh, uh, Joe Maurer's Retirement. Oh, brother. <laughs> From the Minnesota Twins baseball team. Uh, today happens to be the day. It was Joe Maurer Day at the ballpark, and they hoisted up the number seven uh, on the wall alongside many of the Twins' greats, including uh, Kirby Puckett, Kent Herbeck, Rod Carew, Tony Oliva. You want me to keep going? Go for it. <laughs> Who am I missing? Tom Kelly. Stop. <laughs> anyway, uh, the great Joe Maurer, one of my favorite players, got his number uh, retired today. So that was fun. I watched that. Mm-hmm. Got to give love to the first place Minnesota Twins. And if you listen to this episode in the future where they're not in first place, uh, just go back and think of a greater time in your life. And uh, you'll know the, the state of mind that I'm in right now. You're ridiculous. But that's it. I haven't been watching that much. That We've been busy. We've got some birthdays in the family, yeah. busy stuff going on. So, you know, there you go. Have you been watching anything lately? No movies. I started probably like a month ago the newest season of The OA, the uh, Netflix original. Another Netflix. It's like we're just throwing the Netflix shit around, aren't we? Yeah, we are. You like The OA. I recall you talking about this maybe way while ago, yeah. the first season. This is the second season? Yeah. Okay. It was very good. You liked the second season. I did. If you're into, like, um, I think if you've listened to us before, you've hear, heard me talk that I like a little bit of supernatural stuff. It doesn't have, like, straightforward stuff like that. But it is about people who um, there's a little bit of, like, there's multiple dimensions. And maybe someone, some of them are, like, traveling to a different dimension. But it's very vague and it doesn't go into the details. So you're very much left filling in your own blanks. It sounds like um, the Last Avengers movie. Am I right? It kind of made me think of that movie, and I don't even know if I saw that whole movie, The Life, The Tree of Life. What was that movie? The Tree of Life, which is not dimension jumping, but, but Terrence Malick's little thing with the fragments of imagery yeah. and stuff like so that. So there's, like, parts of that Love in that this. Movie. There's pieces movie. of that, like, why do we exist? And Tree of Life is great. I and, should watch that again. And it, it actually has this really cool scene... Um, Anyway, I don't want to spoil it, but it's cool. I was going to talk about it, but... Now, uh, why? Why not? Just tell me what it is. I'm not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be confusing if you haven't seen the show, but the main character falls into this, like, hole where there's these, like, roots of trees, and she is currently in a body that's, like, a medium so she can communicate with the trees, and they're, they're like, talking to her of, like, we're all connected, and all the trees are connected, and that's cool because some recent research has come out on trees about how they do communicate underground with each other. And that like, if there's a fire happening in a forest, they'll start, all the trees will start releasing like flame retardant chemicals that they have within their system to protect like the forest and as many trees as possible. And so it kind of tied in like almost like little pieces of reality where you're like, this is so cool. Anyway, I'm into that kind of stuff. So I thought it was awesome. Are you on drugs? Shut up. You're such an asshole. It it kind of sounded like the movie The Happening, where the trees uh, decided to tell Mark Wahlberg to say hi to your mother for me and kill people. The trees aren't killing people. 
Okay. <laughs> the trees were just talking to her. Now, is this a show on Netflix that is going to get, like, is it canceled, or do they, is this still going? Like, no, it's still going, I think. I know, but they didn't cancel it after this season, like, we're going to get another one. It ends, does it end on a cliffhanger, or does it uh, end? Fin- it ends on a cliffhanger. It does, so they're intending to come back. It seems like the story could continue. Okay. Well, this Netflix seems to be canceling everything now. That's an Amazon, all these shows. Never, what used to be, like, uh, when it first kind of started, like, Orange is the New Black was kind of out in House of Cards before Kevin Spacey was, you know, Ugh. you know. Hashtag uh, me too. Yeah. Uh, worse than that with him. Um, they were, that was the place to go if you wanted, like, a show that would, like, have longevity. And people were talking about, like, oh, well, Netflix or Amazon will, or Hulu will save the show that gets canceled that you really like. Mm-hmm. Whereas now... A lot of these shows don't, like, they do a season and that's it, or they do a quick, quick season, or they, it, it doesn't seem like anything's safe because there's so much, and they just, there's no viewership for this stuff anymore, so they're just like, uh, I don't know, you gotta hang on to what you have. The only thing that seems like a guarantee on Netflix anymore is, like, Stranger Things, so, I, I, I mean, yeah, hopefully it's gonna continue. I think, you're not the only one who's, uh, told me they like the OA. Yeah, it doesn't look like they've said yet whether it's renewed or not, so that's not good. But they've inten- when did it come out? When did the second season come out? Uh, March or April. Oh, oh boy, that's a problem. Oh boy, oh my gosh. I'm looking at an article in April. Angie, this may not this may not get renewed. <laughs> Don't tell me that. We already had they to wait over said? two years for the second season. Well, isn't this is a show made by? Uh, she, it's the lead. Is it now the actress involved? Is the writer or is it a different person? Did I have that wrong? I uh, don't ask me those details. Okay, I believe who does the show is very much like a writer singular vision. It's like the writer and director. Race so and director. It's a very it's a two person team. It's a big like I think that it's very um creatively fo- like in that regard. It's not like this uh not a lot of meddling outside of the, those I mean, core people, you know what I mean? Singular vision, almost like Sense 8. Oh, it might be the same Brit Marling. And- Brit Marling is the so main actress. I think that's what I was saying. I think she's also like a filmmaker yeah. or a writer and she's in it and is part of it as a Well, producer. Netflix has confirmed that the story has a five season arc, but that doesn't mean that they've approved it for five seasons. It might be a scenario where they could like at least like wrap a bow on it like Sense8. They wrapped a bow on Sense8 by like doing a movie or whatever, I suppose, right? So I'm not saying it's canceled. I'm just saying Netflix is, uh, they're being shitheads a little bit. Ah, what are you doing? God, turn it off. Stupid. Turn it off. Why, why does the fucking internet have to pop up like ads that fucking are talking to me? Because you won't watch ads unless they surprise you I am you like reading them. an article about shit my pants as shit pops up. It's so fucking annoying. Um, uh, I was going to share something with Jason Isaacs. He's like the bad guy in the in the show. Wait, you're telling me that Jason Isaacs is playing a bad guy? What? No, you're no way. <laughs> um, he talked about the third season, so he's sort of indicated that it's at least already been written. Okay, well, so they're probably in negotiations. But anyway, I know people like it. I just you know, it's uh, these things are never a sure thing anymore. It is just an. It's just a good. It's just not like I think we've talked about this with other shows. Like the one with what's his name and who's her face. What? That show that was like different. With and- Jonah Hill and yeah. uh, Emma Stone. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, but it was that was a one season one offer. Yes. Yeah. This show feels like that, where it's just like it's original material and it's new and interesting, and it doesn't like over-explain things, and it's not like a serial formula where it's just like they're doing the same show over and over and over. How many episodes are in the season? Mm, like twelve. I don't know. Was it an hour show kind of ish or yeah. thirty minutes? Yeah, okay. it's like a forty-five minute show. Well, 
you know, I know a lot of people, I'm a movie guy, so it's hard for me to ever concede this, but it seems like a lot of, like, bigger swings creatively are definitely happening on TV, and that's not a, that, I mean, that's not a relative, a rel- revelatory statement, obviously, that's been happening, but, like, when you hear about that, and we're talking about this on a weekend that has another Men in Black movie open, Ugh. where, like, years after, with none of the people involved, but it's like... And with it's not two, gonna, with two actors we like, and it's not even. But it's. I mean, no one is even expecting it to make any money. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna not do well, and mm-hmm. it's gonna lose money. But it's like, well, why? Why are we doing this then? Like, wh- wh- whose idea was it? To like, oh yeah, if we just do another Men in Black, people will go. It's like, well, no, not, why don't we? Don't have to. We don't have to go to this. We have way so many choices. I love Sam Jackson, but do we like need another Shaft movie? Yeah. This turns out with those reviews, apparently we don't need another Shaft movie yeah. either. So it's just. Strange. Um, I also saw The Handmaid's Tale start it back up. Are you caught up with that already? I watched season two. Is I think it's just on Hulu, aren't they? It just is doing like week one by week. I think there might be a time. couple available. I don't know if I like them up for it. I almost didn't want to watch season two because it's not like a feel good show. This is what I mean. This is this is my my process. Uh, um, ever since uh, since I don't have to get too specific here. Since 2016, you know when. Mm-hmm. Things happened in 2016 that were sure. yeah. not great. I, I've not really been in the mood for, like, uh, things that remind me like of that. Like dystopian futures <laughs> that are caused just, by similar events that we are seeing right now? I haven't yeah. been. I, I just, you know, I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I can't even watch those. I used to love late night uh, TV, late night comedy. I can't. It's all too much about. I just, my, my body can't handle stress. Yeah. I think that's why shows like the OA that are in a different reality that's mm-hmm. not close to our reality, but is like at least, you know, in our world, but sort of not in a world are nice yeah. where there's sort of there's darkness, but there's a, a lightness to them. That is I'm, I've become one of those people like, I like to go to the movies to escape. I yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> and I still see challenging. I think the perfection is a great example of a movie that is um, about something that is important now, but not in a way that's, like, directly commenting on anything specific about now. So I, I like things that broach topics like that that are more universal in general of a culture, not necessarily about individual people or mm-hmm. uh, decisions or laws or mm-hmm. lawmakers and all that. I, I prefer or current events. Anything that ties in too much in the world, I think you can learn more through uh, art by being a little bit more abstract about the real world. I think it's yeah. more effective if you can, like... I think what a great, another great example. I'm excited. The movie Us comes out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. And that's another movie that I, I really I, – really, I mean, I know some people don't like it as much as Get Out, but I loved it. And I love how it is about something about now, but not necessarily in a way that's like, yeah. it's about this very thing. Yeah. I, I don't need what, to go see Vice where people can tell me that Dick Cheney uh, was a shithead. I just don't need that. And what pops into my head is that episode on Blackish last year or the year before. A show that like, we've liked. We've really enjoyed. Yeah. But I don't think that they handled it so on the nose that they were, like, specifically raw, talking raw. about, yeah. you need to think this way, instead of just, like, tell me a story where I'm, like, a mature, thoughtful adult. Can piece the pieces together. He just had a thought. Is the garage door closed? I don't know. Did you close it today when you parked? Yeah. Okay. Way to bring that up right now. I don't know why that just popped into my head, but it did. Great. Okay. <laughs> so that's what we've been watching recently. I was just trying to transition. We this. are good at this. People love to hear the little the little side bits. Yeah, you know, I was just talking to somebody, a fan of the show, and they're like, "You know, who my favorite part is Tyler." I'm like, "What? You tell me." And they're like, "When you talk about the garage door," and I'm like, "Uh huh." You know what? I think talk that people to like uh-huh. to know that we're people. 
And we have garage doors. Yeah. What about the people that don't have garage doors, Angie? What about the apartment dwellers? You fuck. You are really just rubbing your white, middle-class lifestyle in their face. Yeah, well, you're kind of white. I'm very much white. Pretty much white. You're a little bit not white. Like 75% very white. You're very much 75% white. But you got 25% and that's something. Okay. Okay. Here's what we're talking about today. Okay. Tremors. You were excited about this movie when we thought about doing this podcast about a year ago. Yes. And to the point where I uh, secured a Blu-ray copy. Because Because you should have it on Blu-ray. I feel like I have been trying to tell you Mm -hmm. for 18 years. Yeah. How long have we been together? How old are we? I don't yeah, know. eighteen years almost. That you need to watch Tremors. Well, with I've me. seen Tremors. I know, but I wanted you to watch it again with me. Yeah, and you're just like, eh. for whatever eh. reason, it's never eh. been one that was like, eh. did it never make it into that five dollar Walmart bin? I don't know. Clearly like, not. <laughs> or if it did, you were just like an asshole, and you're like, eh. uh, you know, I forgot to say this in the last episode on Congo, but there was a point in my life where I had two copies of the DVD Congo. <laughs> Because there was one I got at the Walmart $5 bin, and then later in life, years later, I think I saw it for $5 or maybe $4 or $3 or on like a Black Friday deal, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy Congo for 3 or 4 or $5, and then Again. going home, be like, huh, I got two copies of Congo. Oh my God, who are you? <laughs> Might have given one of those and away. And you now. never watched Tremors. This is a weird one. I know that it's well regarded. I've seen it. I like, I know that I have a memory of liking it. I've seen some of the sequels. I have a different opinion about those, but I don't know. For whatever reason, it was never like a latch on, like repeat viewing thing. It must not have been on the cable channels I watched. Hmm. They didn't air it in between commercials of Legend of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon. I didn't flip to see it. Okay. Well, uh, (sighs) based on the one or two times you saw it. Uh huh. Let's do our just, just do it. I'm what? gonna read my what am I remember first because I recall remember? someone in a previous episode saying I was a dick for like uh, always going second. Who said that? You. It was you. It was me. It was you. You are a dick, you son of a bitch. I wrote Root. Tremors, 1990. Kevin Bacon and some Hicks contend with some giant worm monsters in the desert. What's weird about this movie is that I've seen it and several sequels, but I don't have any memories specific to individual movies other than The Bacon Man. So, yeah, I mean, this is what I wrote. I don't even, when it came time to write down what I remember, I was like, yeah, it's that movie with the worms underground and Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah. It's good. And that's all I had. That's all you got? Weird, right? It's so weird. It is a little weird. Here's what I remembered. Okay. Kevin Bacon. Again, we both started with Kevin Bacon. Do we, uh, first off. Right off the bat, before anybody gets any wrong ideas. Yeah. Kevin Bacon's awesome. Oh my god, he's <laughs> so awesome. It's been awesome forever. So awesome. We've already done The River Wild on this, this show. Yeah. I mean... Let's do some more Kevin Bacon movies. Fuck. Yeah. Wasn't he in that one movie that like everybody's watched, but I haven't? Yeah, that's the one. It's great. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It. You could have named ten Kevin Bacon movies. It would have been great. <laughs> Flashdance? Is he in Flashdance? He's in Footloose, you son Footloose. of a bitch. What's the difference? Are you... Fu- fuck you. <laughs> I don't think I've seen either. Son of a bitch. I don't think I've seen either. We will be doing probably both of those movies. Footloose, motherfucker. But I did see Tremors several times growing Footloose. Up. You haven't seen... You've seen uh, Brit on Flight of the Concords yeah. do a complete recreation of Footloose, but yeah. you haven't fucking seen yeah. Footloose? Yeah. So every time someone does the angry dancing, I only think of Flight of the Concords. That's so weird, but okay. I know that's that's the kind of shit that makes it me was kind of like when people went ape shit for Beyonce's Lemonade, 
and they had that video where she was like has a baseball bat and I never saw it but then Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt did it with Titus and it was fucking great and I was like that scene's great that's when Titus used a baseball bat and busted <laughs> up some stuff and they're like that's from fucking Lemonade you idiot you like, dumb dumb I was like you oh that's probably millennial. good but it's Titus <laughs> you're a millennial well what people millennials are into Beyonce it's the same not generation not like old Beyonce they're into like new Beyonce I like nude Beyonce. Anyway, so here's what I remember. Kevin Bacon and his buddy live in some really deserty place. (laughs) They make plans to leave when some weird stuff starts happening. There's an earthquake specialist and some crazy couple and a giant snake or monster thing that pops out of the ground and eats people. They get stuck on the roof trying to figure out how to beat these things. I don't remember how, but I'm sure they figure it out. You got it. And as uh, as we were watching this movie, I was like, here it comes. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, it once it started going, you me. really had a rush. So yeah. what are your memories? of? So I, I mean, I don't have much. I, I know I yeah. saw it, I think, on cable, on TV, and that was it. Maybe one time, maybe twice. It was never a movie that my parents enjoyed or saw, so I didn't have a lot of exposure to it. But it sounds like you watched this movie. Yeah, as with most of the movies that I've seen a lot, mm-hmm. it was either one of the five movies my parents owned and re-watched, well, let me see. re-watched let me or... See. I want to see if I can guess those five movies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that in another. Go ahead. Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Correct. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Correct. Uh, Uncle Buck. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, God, that's three. There's two more on this list of movies they've seen. Well, your dad loves The Incredibles. He that's a loves late, The Incredibles. That's a late edition. That wasn't when you were a kid. Uh, God damn, there's two. Oh, Romy? Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. That's the other one. There's another one. Yeah. There, there's, it, it's maybe like This 10. has been Tea Time with Tyler and Angela Explains It All. There you maybe go. Maybe not. I don't know. Shabam. Um, so we didn't own Tremors, but my Auntie Peggy did. Okay. So Peggy's like the movie person in our family. She watched a lot of movies. Yeah. She's the one who will talk to me about movies when I see yeah. her family. The other people couldn't give a shit about they what just, I write about. you know, they're like dumb. Um, Ooh. <laughs> what? Call they're them. like too too into like doing things to watch a lot of movies. They're but you call them dumb. Well, yeah, they're too, they're dumb. They're like, oh, I'm doing stuff that's not watching movies. Oh, so you're saying that's dumb not to watch movies? Correct. But you're not just calling them dumb in general. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's for a different conversation. Oh boy. Just kidding. Some of those um, people listen to this. I, I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyway, so Piggy loved Tremors. And she had it. And I spent a lot of summers and stuff with her, so we watched this several times. You slipped out that old VHS copy of oh, Tremors and watched oh, it, Oh, huh? yeah, for sure. I don't know, you know, I, I gotta, like, think back and think of the movies that she really likes and start piecing together. Drop Dead Fred was the fifth movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was more you. Yeah, we definitely did not own that movie. Oh, yeah. That was, that was definitely, like, sneak in the oh, rental. Oh, yeah, you had to, like, get it from, you had to rent it from Auntie Peggy, and then you were... We didn't get shit to from rent it, it because you were being a dick about what was yeah. in it. So we didn't get to rent it. It was stupid. For that story, go back and listen to our Trump Dead Fred episode. Yeah. Mega beast. Don't make me watch that movie again, though. We're going to watch it every year. Fine. If we only would get to watch Jingle All the Way, Three Ninjas in Congo. Speaking of Three Ninjas, there's a Three Ninjas actor in this movie, Tremors. Woo! There is. And I recognized him. Weren't you so proud of me? Yeah. You should recognize the Asians. You're part of an Asian family. Come on. 
Casey. Anyway, what were you talking about? <laughs> I was talking about what I remembered about watching Tremors growing up. You watched it a lot. Auntie Peggy, li- she liked it? That's what's oh, funny to me. she loved it. So what I know about you, what I know about Auntie Peggy, she's a big Mariners fan, which I like, but oh my god, she must be miserable right now. Um, but it doesn't... It's, it's just a weird like image. Why? why is this the movie she loved It's a watched? weird image of me thinking about her watching this movie in particular. Yeah. The worm movie with uh, disgusting worms. Uh, yeah. I think... I was also introduced to, like, Army of Darkness through her, too. That's insane and awesome. Yeah. She got good taste in movies, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so uh, is it time for high stats? She likes horror movies. She does? Yeah, she likes scary movies. Really? Old scary movies, too. Like what? Give me an example of... This is now time for another segment we call Angela Explains It All. <laughs> um, nah, 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 nah. I think one of her favorites that I remember You don't is... know what I'm doing. What? Go. Good. What? Did, name. Well, you asked me a question. I was answering it. You're such a jerk. Name old horror movies. <laughs> well, I was just gonna name one that I know. Remember her talking about really liking the old, like haunted house, whatever it's called, the haunted haunted house, whatever that's called. <laughs> I don't remember the fucking name of it. House on Haunted Hill or the Haunting? Mm, yeah, one of those. Whew. I remember watching it, like the old black and white with her, and it was scary. Thirteen Ghosts. No, good because that was a trick. That's a newer Ooh, one. She also liked um, uh, that Michael. I know this isn't a straight horror. The Michael J. Fox one, The Frighteners, which yeah. is not old. No. That's a future episode. No, nineteen ninety four or five. Yeah, she liked it though. Yeah, ninety six maybe. Uh, but she, uh, she took me to a double feature where we watched uh, the new the hot. Haunting with what's his 99. name? 99. Future episode, The Haunting with Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, and Lily Taylor. Yeah. Mm, no. What? I listen to everybody. Hill, House on a Haunted Hill. Starring Jeffrey Rush and Fomke Jansen is and Tay Diggs. Where, is there one where like... The same year. They came out the same year, 99. Okay. Maybe it was one of They're those. both not great. <laughs> what year did The Blair Witch Project come 99. out? 99. Okay, we double featured the Blair Witch Project and one of those. The Haunting, because that was a summer release, whereas House on Haunted Hill came out in the fall of that year. I know because I saw all of them. All of anyway, the Manji. her and I went to a double feature of those. Really? Hey, she paid for me to go see both of those movies. I was famous. We were scared shitless from the Blair Witch Project. I'll give you another little fun fact about me. Okay. I'm not a big seeing horror movies. I don't, I don't, look, that's not my favorite genre. I do like good horror movies. Yeah. So I, cause I like good movies. So I will enjoy a good horror movie. Yeah. But I'm famously a little bit skittish <laughs> about going to horror movies in the movie theater. Cause it's scary. Right. Cause I don't like jump scares. I don't like people jumping at me and shit like that. And you can't distract yourself. You're like, you're stuck. I gotta in the wear moment. a big old baseball cap. I gotta be looking down. I gotta yeah. pretend I'm always doing something. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Famously in 1999 when I saw literally everything that came out in the movie theater that year including The Haunting because I was like well that's a big block clearly this is no good I can watch this mm-hmm. The Blair Witch Project everybody's like it's, is it real is it fake is it scary it's really fucking scary it'll scare you it'll give you nightmares forever and I was like nope not gonna see that in the theater you didn't see tell- it in the theater fuck no wait to tell home video for that one still scared me it's still scary it, yeah I think we've talked about this before but it's unfortunate that they didn't make a prequel that was about the scary little kid hands in the fucking thing at the end. Don't need it. I think it works better without uh, any of that explanation. We don't need any more prequels. Agreed. We don't need any more Blair Witch movies It was either, scary. But... Okay. So, let's do some high stats on Tremors. Great. Tremors came out, as you heard in the trailer we played at the beginning of the episode, January 19th, 1990. So this is almost a 30-year movie. I mean, it basically is. I mean, it was supposed to come out, I think, a little bit earlier. It got slightly delayed. They put yeah, it out in January for 1990. Sense. Almost, yeah. Uh, rated PG-13, and it clocks in into that perfect 80s, 90s time frame of an hour and 36 minutes. 
It is a perfect length. Oh, perfect length. Oh my god. It knows I love exactly when to when to get in, when to get out. It gives you everything you want. Ninety six minutes. Does it isn't a second longer than it needs to be. Yeah. So good. That's very true of Tremors. Um, it's starring Kevin Bacon, um, Fred Ward, who has a very familiar face, but he the stuff he's in I haven't really recognized him. Uh, I mean, you know, the the player he was in, uh, the right stuff. Uh he's he pops up. He's a, yeah. he's in a ton of stuff. But Michael yeah. Gross, Reba McIntyre's fr- it's Reba McIntyre's. Michael first Gross film. is the guy now he what what's the common is he family ties? Family ties. Right. So yeah. that's kind of his and he's the one who's come back for uh some sequels later, like yeah. T V ones and stuff. And he literally started filming that movie on the last day he filmed Family Ties. Or the day after, whatever. Right. Reba McIntyre in her screen debut. Her is that correct? Screen debut. And then a little girl. A little girl that got real creepy. Ariana Richards, yeah. who would go on just a few years later to be in the greatest movie ever made, Jurassic Park. She was little Lexi, where later on she would say, it's a unique system, I know this. You know what, Jurassic Park's kind of been the theme of like our last four episodes. So we did Godzilla, mm-hmm. which is basically just a, a Jurassic Godzilla. Park ripoff. Yeah, it's just We a did Congo, which Michael included Crichton. Michael Crichton and some uh, Jurassic Park Muppet puppeteers or makeup people. Correct. And then now we have uh, Tremors with a little, what's her name? A movie that predates Jurassic Park, but nevertheless. Still. uh, It's six degrees of Kevin Bacon, my friend. Here's the thing about this podcast and me in general. Everything relates to Jurassic Park. Every single thing. Oh, six degrees of Jurassic Park. Everything to me always goes back around to Jurassic Park. The greatest movie ever made. Is it the greatest movie ever made? Of course not. Is it my favorite movie ever made? Of course it is. I think uh, we're going to have to play outside of our podcast time a new a new game called Six Degrees of Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, yeah that would be fun to do. Um, just for the audiences out there to, to know, if, like, are we going to do a Jurassic Park episode? And my answer is probably not. Maybe episode 500 I will do Jurassic Park because... I, I can't talk about Jurassic Park in Because we hour. talk about it in every single episode. Number one, we can that, <laughs> that way we can just talk about it in every single episode, <laughs> which, why not? We'll do the sequel. We already did The Lost World. Yeah. I feel like we're probably going to do the, another episode on The Lost World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we just, it's, it's just, you know, never. It's yep. never going to happen. So sorry if you want me to talk about Jurassic Park in extreme detail. It won't because I've already written a college thesis on it, motherfuckers, and I'm not going to do it again because... You can't contain all the brilliance of Jurassic Park into one single podcast. Oh, man. So I'm looking at the budget for Tremors. That's the movie we're talking about. Tremors. Oh, Tremors. Okay. Yeah. And it's not looking good. Well, how much was it cost to make? Well, the estimated budget was $11 million. Mm -hmm. That's pretty low. But then, like, the gross U.S. was only 16, and then worldwide, 48. Yeah. This movie was famously, like, a modest performer at the box office, but was a big... Uh, as evidenced by its sequel performance and its enduring cult status, a huge renter. This thing rented like crazy. Oh, yeah. Your P- Auntie Peggy, before she bought that VHS, she ran that motherfucker from Blockbuster. Oh, for sure. Or wherever. Where'd you guys rent from? Went down there. Um, let's, Well, she lived a town over, so I think it was Hollywood Video. Okay. Hollywood Video. That's the other. That was the other big. And chain, then ours honestly. was like a local one. Good for you. Good for you supporting the local we chain. We didn't have a Blockbuster in town. It was just the local one. You lived in Hickville, you USA, apparently. I think we might have had a blockbuster in We were like, fuck that, we're not going to do that. We, we were, were like, we're too poor. <laughs> our family supported the local video shop until they were no longer in business, and then we jumped over to the chain. Aren't but they now in business? The company that I we used to grow up? No. What's that one called that's we've been down to? 
The current one? Yeah. The It's uh, in both uh Oh, I feel places. bad for not knowing the name off the top of my head, but uh Something Video. Video Theater. Video yeah. That's it. Anyway. No, we no the our one was right down the road from our house and that we used that one until oh, they closed. Oh, I didn't know that. Videonics. Oh yeah, you've mentioned that before. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, we used the local one, then we obviously had to switch over because there was no local one then. But okay, so you rented from a local mom and pop shop. Good for you. Well, yeah, they also did a VCR repair in the back. Well, I think a lot of places probably did that. <laughs> had to fix the tracking. I knew how to fix the tracking. You know what you do when you need to fix the tracking on your VHS? You hit the button that says tracking. You know what I think is funny? <laughs> is that how many times that you've called it in the last, like, year, the VHS player? Yeah. <laughs> you dumb, dumb motherfucker. It's been so long. I mean, we busted it out to watch Drop Dead Fred, but that You're was, like, uh... I got the VHS player. Uh, you mean the VCR? Yeah, well, you, look, I know what a VCR is. When you say refer to VCR, I know to go grab Here, the VHS player. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why is it called a DVD player? Why don't they have a cool name like DCR? Good question. Yeah. Downgrade. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Old millennials are way cooler than millennials. Um, so that's the high stats. It rented well. Yeah. It's directed by. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> These are other high stats. You should probably Ron mention. Underwood. Okay. Oh, we watched. So fun fact about Tremors on the blue. So my Blu-ray copy, I think, is not a a great copy. In that there's not a lot of bonus features, but there is some arch- archival uh, interviews with this uh, crack yes. squad of oh my uh, God. writers and directors. And these guys are huge nerds, and it's pretty fun. <laughs> they were real excited about making this movie. It was kind of like they were, this was a, a well, they it, well, they wrote, the, the writers ri- had written Short Circuit, maybe, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is a future episode, obviously. Uh, so, you know, they had some clout, but um, yeah, they're nerds for this giant worm movie, weren't giant they? Giant nerds. It's so funny. Um, um, so this director would go on to direct City Slickers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Mighty Joe Young. The monkey movie? The gorilla yeah. movie? Yeah. Okay. And, and That's then, the one with Charlize Theron, right? Yeah, maybe. And then some TV episodes. Oh, I mean, all it over the place. Didn't happen. Then not much happened after Mighty Joe Young, huh? Yeah. What a bummer. A lot of TV series, just like, guess, obviously directing Santa Baby 2. Ooh, with the TV movie. Uh, what's her name? Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy's Santa Baby? Probably. And Santa Baby 2? Yeah, Deck the you know, Halls TV movie. Hey, you know I've seen. Is it Deck the Halls a TV movie, not the one with Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito that was in theaters? It says TV movie in 2011. Uh, I mean, oh, and that's not it. But that Deck the Halls movie is pretty bad. Probably won't do that. Oh, it's too came out too late anyway. Anyway, Tremors. Still directing today, though. Good for him. Oh, 17 episodes of Once Upon a Time. I like that show. Although I haven't watched the newer season with like the dad, I'm not interested. I think it's over now. Hasn't that been over for a couple of years? Probably for a year at least. Okay, I didn't watch it anyway. Tremors. We are talking about Tremors. Opens. This is how you know that this is. We're going to talk about the main as the main asset of Tremors in a little bit. But the first scene does encompass us well because what yeah. did we get? Well, it's giant a, open canyon. Open canyon. Some it's beautiful. Some country harmonica playing in the background. As one would want. Yep. And then... You get Kevin Bacon. Just buttoning his pants. Pissing off the edge of the canyon. peeing and... Oh, and then and then he's buttoning up his pants, and he, and he picks a giant wedgie. <laughs> yep. Just, just pulls his undies right out of his ass. And this is, this is smart. I think this... Look, I'm, we're not going to be the first people to kind of praise what this movie's doing, mm-hmm. but this movie knows what it is, and it knows what it is in a very specific and sharp way. Mm-hmm. It, it's setting you up for a little bit of an off kilter, but it's not hugely over the top. No, 
you just get, and it's all character based, right? Yeah. All the humor in this is just kind of coming from the choices and the behaviors of these hicks, these guys, yeah. and the rest of the town, right? Yep. And it's pretty smart. It's just, it's not over the top, but they're just kind of like regular folk enough to like yes. make it fun. So good. They're oh lived in, like, mm-hmm. they're, they feel like, they're they're definitely movie characters. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they have a there's a sense of performance behind it. There's a sense of um, you could tell that the people playing them like the characters that they've created. Yes, they liked interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. It you definitely get a the it correct feels vibe. Genuine. I give the, the the writing team and the director a lot of credit for kind of like getting what was on the page because I think they they definitely intended to make it be funny mm-hmm. and have it be a lighthearted slash horror movie. Mm-hmm. To have those performances kind of get it. Yep. And that you get that right away in this first scene with Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. Yeah, they're just driving around. They're talking about their odd-in jobs. Like, oh, we're going to pick up some garbage. We're going to lay some tile. And they are got to be nice to get out of this shithole town. Yeah. they. Uh, this ta- And this is a cool. This town, this is not a town. It's a town of perfection, Nevada. This is not a town. This is just like... It's like... Three houses. <laughs> it's not anything. It's like fifteen people. There's live a couple here. farms. Yeah, it's not a not a town, and even in the most traditional sense. No, I like that. It's yeah. just doesn't the need to be too nowhere. many people. It doesn't need a huge body count. Mm-hmm. It's just enough. Yep. You don't need more. It's almost a little unbelievable how little this is, but it, you know it keeps it simple though. So they're not doing this like, oh, we're in New York City, and there's like it's a less a town and more movie. of like a like these people just like. It's like they got trapped there. It's like a pit stop. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, how are we going to get out of here? Oh, well, just it's like Radiator house. Springs. It's smaller than Radiator Springs. Yeah. It is smaller than Radiator yeah, Springs. For okay? Sure. It's yep. smaller than Doc Hollywood or whatever. Yep. Yeah. No. So I like that. I like that we get these two guys. Uh, they just, I got to ask you this right now. They These two guys decide a lot of their problems and their situations by playing a game of rock, paper, scissors. They do. But they play it in a way that I, I don't understand. Okay. And I want to know if other people, because you and I play rock, paper, scissors sometimes to deal with dirty diapers, dishes, not, no, I always do the fuck. Actually, no, we don't, because I always do the goddamn dishes, <laughs> and I always change all the goddamn diapers. So what do we play rock, paper, scissors for? Like, grabbing um, fucking shit at the store? I don't know. Running to the grocery store. Uh, Making a call for the Thai food. <laughs> Stuff I always like that. do that. Yeah, I don't like making the call on the Thai food. Yeah. Because you like you know those numbers, but you know than I we've do. gotten to a point where we have to do it less because we have a pretty clear definition of our roles and responsibilities. But in our anyway, marriage. when we when we oh you know what a, a big one was for a long time before we had kids was yeah. Maisie, our old beloved dog. Uh, when we were at an apartment, we had to like take her outside to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, we didn't have like a fenced yard, and then we do a lot of rock paper scissors. You would have to go take that dog outside, sure. especially in the winter time. Yep. Uh, but we'd always play it. Uh, there are different variations and different strategies and methods for playing there's like a one two three shoot Mm -hmm. there's the you tap your fist on your hand yep there's the just one One, two two, go yeah uh now now if you ask me what we do now we have to do it really we do one two three shoot so we hit our hand on four and then do one two three and then we hit four yeah but here's the thing that's different and i want to know this is my question for you maybe to to the listeners out there in the world we always play not one round of rock, paper, scissors. We do best two out of three. Yeah. Because it just seems three. a little bit more... I'm a baseball guy. I like to 
to have a definitive, I don't like that wild card game. Yep. I like to have a few games to kind of really determine who's yeah. the better team right now. You need a couple games to really determine that. Yep. So two out of three. We're not, we're not crazy. We're not doing five. We're no. not doing seven. In three, you can do really fast. And you can do three fast. So we always do three. Now, is that uncommon? Or do more people out there do uh, like a more two out of three situation? I think, I don't know. I only know life with you, Tyler. I would live in the in our bubble. Well, the point is, Kevin Bacon and Fred War—they do one shot, and just that's one it. go, and it's a—they don't tap it on their hand. Nope. They just in the air, one, two, shoot. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, I think throughout the movie, if I went back and watched, mm-hmm. I think Kevin Bacon always does scissors. Does he really? I think so. Hmm. So the other guy always just depending on what he wants to do loses or beats him. You should pay attention because there was a good streak for a while where I was I think we've both gone through this where (laughs) there's a streak where I always do something the first time always Yeah, and then you caught on and then I was like you fucking seem to go and I was like I'm doing something and then I think more recently it's been you that like did something (laughs) like really common for a while and I caught on so Uh, now I think we're probably back to square one Yeah, but you know it's a good way of deciding things. Sure, yeah. Feels real fair. It's fun. Of course, what we learn later in the movie, spoiler alert, Kevin Bacon doesn't always follow the fucking rules, does yep. he? He doesn't always follow the rules of rock, paper, scissors. Nope. He kind of does what he wants. He's a little bit of a maverick. He is. So to speak. But anyway, who else have we got in this town? Um, We have a seismo- seismologist. She's new. She's not really a, a town folk person. Nope. She's, she's like just a, there. In- she's like a grad student. Right. She's in town doing some earthquake studies, so she's going to set up some seismology things that measure earthquake things. I don't know this actress. I don't yep. remember her, nope. really. Um, so we meet her kind of early in the beginning. We don't even, we're not even going to bother telling anybody out there her name. Nah. <laughs> You're so mean to me. We meet her uh, with, the joke here is that she, oh, because Kevin Bacon's like, Finn oh. Finn Carter, and her character's Rhonda LeBeck. So we get some real uh, talk of Kevin Bacon is like, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to meet a lady, and uh, I want one with big old breasts and yeah. blonde hair, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they're just being dumb white hicks, right, in 1990. But then, like, to, like, really drive on the point that, that is, this girl is not that, she's very pretty, right? Yeah. But uh, what they do for this character is they put a bunch of uh, sunscreen on her nose, and it's just a white, she's just got a white pasty nose, uh, which is a, a choice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe is. a little bit. If there was one choice in the movie in terms of going too broad... I think that nose with the sunscreen is probably the one, the moment that I'll, I'll criticize. I'm going to keep it real out here and say that I didn't, wasn't a fan of that sunscreen on her nose. Um, as I look over her uh, filmography here, she basically only did Tremors and then she did guest in a ton of TV series. Nothing. She's not bad in the movie, so I don't know. Uh, she, it's not like a Maria Patillo and Godzilla no. moment where she's just so bad that of course she's not going to get a lot of work she's fine you know like I, maybe she's not a standout but she's not certainly not bad no but maybe she just wasn't uh didn't want to be an actress or something else just a tv there's series. probably some horrible dark story about something that happened we're not going to talk about me too shit or something maybe. God. Um, um so they're chatting they meet her hmm. You know. That's next. Who else we got in the town? We get into town. Um, they roll into town, and I, I love, uh, right away there's some, like, teenager. He's, like, bouncing a basketball near their truck. And right away, Earl, played mm-hmm. by what's-his-name, who I already said. Which one's Earl Fred Ward? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is all like, uh, touch that truck and die. 
<laughs> like he's all fuck you teenager and i love it when like adults in films are just fucking rude to teenagers it's i'm gonna give in you a fun i'm gonna way. give you another quibble about mm-hmm. the movie this teenager really should have been killed agreed he's a real asshole he deserved it he's trying to scare people yeah He's just being a He's dickhead. crying wolf all the time. Oh, he should have just gotten eaten. Totally. But instead, of, I think he... There's a there's a very clear switch. There should be one character that survives and one character that uh, gets killed. And I think it's very obvious. And this movie would be better if it was that yes. way. Yes. Well, the next character that we get introduced to is the old Asian guy who owns the, the market. It's like a store. It's like a general store. Mm-hmm. It's Victor Wong, everybody. Victor Wong! From uh, a little movie, a little franchise called Three Ninjas. Yep. Uh, he spends half his time here in Perfection, the other half at his uh, home, where he trains his three <laughs> grandchildren that he's renamed Rocky, Colt, yeah. and Tum Tum. And then we also meet the weird couple, played by uh, Reba McIntyre, and what's his name? And the guy from Family Ties. Yep. Uh, this is, uh, these guys, and they're like survivalists, right? Yes. They are, we get to learn, I actually love their uh, arc later, because like, yeah. we get to see a little bit more into their life through, like, action in the movie. It's yes. not like... Just, it's not, there's no, everything that's introduced about character kind of gets inter- introduced through action mm-hmm. and through, you know, when the story arises. You don't need to know too much about these guys right now, but we learn what's great about them kind of later in yes. the movie during an important sequence. And we'll yes. get to it, but it's great. I really like this character. Ruby McIntyre's uh, solid in the movie. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's she a, feels authentic in her little role. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty good. And then we have anybody else? We oh yeah, the, there's a mom, and then we have uh, oh, yeah. little Lexi. Yep, uh, she's young. She does a pogo stick later in the movie, mm-hmm. which is a nice '90s thing, little pogo stick action. And uh, it's a Unix system. I know this. Shut up. So the two guys, uh, you're so ridiculous, uh, have planned to leave town. Mm-hmm. They're like. We're just going to pack up all our shit and get out of town because we're too good for perfection. Mm-hmm. So they, they're packing up and then uh, little Lexi's mom, Nancy, waves mm-hmm. him down and is like, Oh, I was really hoping you guys would stay. I need your help getting firewood. I'll give you free lunches and free beer. And they're like, that's still not good enough. So they still plan on heading out of town. Okay. Which they do. And then we get, I mean, we, I mean, we can hit, uh, a, you know, what's fascinating about this movie is that I think we, we initially they were going to like try to like hide the fact that there were giant worm monsters in the movie for a little bit. There's going to be deaths and they're going to go mysterious. We watched a deleted scene where the old Earl, is it, not Earl, there's another old man. Fred. Who they find uh, up nope. in a yeah. telephone pole or That's whatever. who they see as they're leaving town. Right. So he had a scene earlier where like they get more. Him. Yeah. yeah. And then like something mysterious happens to him, right? Yeah. So they were initially they were gonna like make it more of a, and now they've Cut they it. they I mean right off the bat the seismologist is like getting chased from a ground level camera of the oh, worm. worm cam it's worm a worm cam, cam. We get a lot of worm cam in this movie uh so no they're they're making no qualms about that very smart yeah. I don't think you need any mystery of like nope. what's going on you obviously are <laughs> buying them once they're they know they're gonna advertise it a certain way yeah just it's gonna be worms yeah it's gonna be something under the ground or a monster of some kind right so the very first, smart yeah the first guy they encounter that's dead. Right. Is a guy up on the top of a power pole. Yeah. He's died of starvation or whatever. Thirst. Yeah. They they find him. They pull him down. They, the doctor's saying, like, oh, he died of starvation. He must have been up there for three or four days or thirst or whatever. Yeah. This movie gets over it. Like, it, there's a body count that is mostly taken care of in the first 30 minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I love that. Everybody, like, they have to establish what's dangerous and scary, right? But it's quick, and it's not anybody really know. We get yeah. a couple 
who are driving through town or whatever. They uh, live in town. He's like the doctor in town. Well, that's the doctor. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But they're talking they're about the their... new house. That, yeah. Those guys. Yep. And then there's another guy who gets his weed in his garden, and he gets the goats. The goat. Is it goats yep. or sheep? They get ripped down. You get a great reveal of like a hat on the ground. Yes. And they like look at the hat, and then his head is there. Oh, such a memorable scene. Like, of, like, he pulls up the hat, and then there's just a fucking face in the dirt. So the worms, did the worms not like that part of the body to eat, or did it just, like, fall off when they were biting them? Maybe they got distracted. Maybe. They, like, ate. Get a lot of, there's a lot of sheep guts and fur or uh, yeah. wool all over the place, right? Yep. And then the great, see, so one of my favorite things in this is that the couple, the doctor, they get, they get in their car, and the worm, like, takes the car down under the ground. Like, the de- the husband's been killed. Yep. But she's in the car, and what we get is, uh, maybe for budget constraints a little bit, but the, the car's being dragged down. Then you get a wide shot of two headlights poking up into the sky. One goes out, and then the second one goes out. Yeah. It's great. I the, love that shot. That, it... So the trivia said that they had planned something mm-hmm. in some sort of material in the car, and it turned out that it was like one. It was going to be kind of a little bit gruesome, yeah. But apparently, whatever like material they were going to fill the car up with, like hardened too fast, mm-hmm. and it like didn't fucking work. And so they were like, "What the fuck are we going to do?" So they're like, "Let's just throw these headlights up in the air." It's amazing. And it it. It is, is a Jaws, the mechanical Jaws yes. not working, and therefore you don't see the shark for an hour. Same yes. kind of deal. It's great. Fabulous. It's a great moment, a great image that is really memorable. Um, Maybe my favorite shot in the movie, seeing those headlights go out. Super fun. And the whole time uh, when Kevin Bacon encounters some of these people, mm-hmm. his fucking reactions are so good. So, like, he comes up to the guy with uh, with the hat, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, he just is like, let's see, where, where did I write my notes? He's like, oh, this is weird. This is... This is weird. This is this is really weird. So he picks up the hat, and then you see the face, and then he just, like, screams, like, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? And then this, like, Kevin Bacon smile, little scared <laughs> This thing. movie is all Kevin Bacon reaction oh, shots. So and it's good. He's great, because he's playing, like, it's not just, like, Kevin, because we've seen Kevin Bacon be very serious, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is Kevin Bacon playing a, a, a little bit of a dumb hick who doesn't understand what's going on and just having, like, what the fuck kind of reactions. What the fuck? And this movie it was like R. They cut a lot of the R stuff out, but you get a couple F bombs oh, still. And, and they, um, you get one F bomb. Oh, okay. And you get a lot of goddams. Like goddamn. A lot of goddams. A lot of goddams. Which I, I feel has always been an underrated uh, curse word. I know that it's offensive to people. Sure. But it's effective. <laughs> taking away all of that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Religious it's people. Effective. But I, a, a good goddamn is almost as, is as good as a good motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Um, is there a king of, we have to, I'm going to do some research just on a future episode. If Sam Jackson is the king of motherfucker, who's the king of goddamn? That's a good question. I'll have to do some research. Kevin Bacon, this, the people of this uh, movie are definitely in that running. Yep. For people that say goddamn really yeah. good. So, what I love about Kevin Bacon and his buddy mm-hmm. is that they don't fuck around. So no. at one point they like they roll up on this construction site that they had previously been on. A bunch of boulders had fallen. They're like, "Where are these guys at?" So they will get out of their truck and they look and they see like a fucking hard hat and some blood and they're just like, "Get we're out of get yeah, the they're fuck out of here. here." I love it. You know they don't it, the, the script doesn't play into the like, "Oh, let's have them go check it out. Maybe one will go look and one will stay." It plays none of that shit. Nope. They're, they're buddies. They burn back to their fucking truck. They get the fuck out of Our there. Our main characters learn pretty fast uh, that there's certain things you shouldn't do yep and that's it you don't have to 
dwell on it. The only one who really do, who continues being stupid is that fucking teenager, and they always have to like like get him to be more serious and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God damn that kid! So while we were watching it, when they first reveal the little snake things coming at the lady in the car, so yeah, the big worm. We don't see the big worm first. Yeah. We see the little worm. I was things. like, "What the fuck?" I remember these being a lot. Oh, bigger. you were actually like shocked. You're like, "There's no big worms in this." I was and like, you "Thought you misremembered." The yeah, movie. I was like, "What the fuck? These are tiny." And even I, who's seen it one time, was like, yeah, "Calm down." There's a giant worm. It's I know, just but they were like the... little. Like yeah, it's this part is not. Of the I'm not one. afraid of these little tiny fucking things. Well, they're more manageable, and it's all you know practical uh, effects, and mm-hmm. it's uh, all really good. Mm-hmm. The yeah the. The creature effects and the are are not it's not like a lot of gore in the movie, but the the gore or goo we yeah. see is very good. They're the blood and Effective. guts of the monsters. Because that's the, the other thing about this movie; it's all it's all daylight. It's all takes place in the daylight. It all takes place Bright. outside. There's Bright like daylight. no I mean, mm-hmm. one two scenes in the in the general store, and everything else is outside, and it's all it during all the day. Within one day, too. Yeah. It, there's no hiding anything. Uh-uh. You know how we hide all of our CGI now with rain and God, God, any gods, the Godzilla movies we've talked about, they just can't, can't people can't show me with those fucking effects are bad. This movie's like, well, it's middle of the day. You have to show them. And I kind of like that. It's like, could we make um, a scary monster movie in the middle of the day? Like, could we make something that's supposed to, that could scare people in broad and the fucking tone, daylight? The tone plays a lot into that because they know they're playing it for some laughs. Yes. Not completely, though. Um, so they can get away with maybe, like, even if you think that the creature effects are cheesy, you could still have fun with the movie, yes. right? I don't personally think that the effects are cheesy. I think that they are, for 1990, pretty fun, pretty good, and yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. They There's no, there's no like, oh, that's a creature. Like, there was never a point in the movie where, like, it's a special effect. They're like, no, they're getting chased by a giant worm thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's believable in and of itself, and I, whether that's scary or not is beside the point. It's believable for the characters, mm-hmm. and they are scared, and they are having to deal with it, and I think it works. Mm-hmm. It works that way. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of good things about this movie. Yep. I think now's as good a time as any to just talk about why the tone is good and why it's so hard to recreate this. Mm-hmm. This is by far, if I had to think of a subgenre to recreate, for people to make good movies out of, like, the horror comedy or, like, thriller comedy is probably by far the hardest because the tone is almost impossible. You go too jokey, and it's, like, the straight-to-video Tremors movies you get later. And that's fine. There's a value to that if you want. But it doesn't have, like, the big the scale of this movie. is not a big-budget movie, but it has scale. It has heft. Mm-hmm. Because it's a serious thing to the characters involved. They might have funny reactions, but it's taken seriously yeah. at face value. Yeah. What happens happens to these, these people, and it's scary to them. Yeah. Right? Because people are fucking dying. Yeah. It's exciting in that. And so it's exciting in that regard, even though we have scenes where uh, they conveniently find some, like, pole vault-sized sticks. They're, like, trapped on these boulders. <laughs> our, our the Fred two. Ward, uh, Kevin Bacon, and the seismologist yeah. are trapped out in, the, out in the desert. They've learned that solid rock they're safe on. Yep. They can't quite get up to them. But anytime they're on the ground, they don't have a lot of time to react to they could get eaten or whatever. Yep. So luckily, there's some pole vaulting uh, level-length mm-hmm. sticks. 15-foot poles. Yeah. And then they're able to pretty much go all the way back into town yeah. by just jumping in between rocks. All the rocks are very nicely placed, oh, right? perfect. But I'll tell you why it works. <laughs> because the movie knows that it's silly. Yeah. That part's silly. And there's a shot of them, almost like a silhouette of like the yeah. three characters... Doing this across all, rocks. Yeah. One, two, three. Separate between rocks. Almost like a video game. Like, yeah. Bing! 
And I don't know, Bing. for whatever reason, it's the setup of the characters. It's what we have before. Uh, we know that there's stakes because they're dangerous, and we know that they've eaten people. But for whatever reason, this level of goof and actual, like, set piece of getting them from one place to another works. And they don't dwell on it. They don't... It's just like, well, we figured it out. There's, like, a shot of it, and then it's like, there's the silhouette. It's like, okay, they're back in a town. Yes. I like that efficiency, and I like that it's, a like one silly gag that is, like, even if you don't like it, it's over in five seconds. Yeah. Like, no big deal. But this is so hard, and everybody, like, so, you know, Ghostbusters does this well, too. I think the first Ghostbusters, especially, is a movie that is funny, obviously, and is meant to be a comedy, but they don't skimp on, like, the ghosts. Like, mm-hmm. there are a few elements of, like, a scary ghost and a scary thing that happens. It's not necessarily scary, mm-hmm. but it's scary to everybody, maybe except for Peter Venkman, who he's pretty much unfazed. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. That movie works uh, in the same way. But everything that else has tried, even Ghostbusters sequels, struggle with this. There's a movie that Ivan Reitman made called Evolution with David Duchovny that came out. Oh, like, yeah. That is mm-hmm. trying so desperately to be Tremors mm-hmm. or to be Ghostbusters. But number one, it's got CGI, dated CGI all over the place. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got Sean William Scott doing too much of his Sean William Scott stuff. There's a lot of issues going on there, yeah. but it's like it never gets the tone right. It goes from one extreme to the other. It doesn't prevent, doesn't give you the actual establishment of something that is real and dangerous to these people. It always just kind of feels like a gag and a goof to everybody involved. Whereas in this movie, it's not a gag. It's not a goof. It This is life and death stakes. They have to figure out how to get out of this town. And that's why it works. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to do. Like, it is really hard to do. And this is a movie, and I think a lot of filmmakers who want to make this kind of movie, they watch Ghostbusters, they watch Tremors to try to do it. But as we've seen countless times over, it's not easy to recreate. Mm-mm. And especially now with the, like, the kind of budget it requires for this kind of work. Yeah. I think Tremors really benefits from um, Kevin Bacon having such a good on-screen relationship with his buddy. Yeah. That's super believable. There's also no, like, human villain. No. Like, the teenager's a little obnoxious. Right. But there's no person who's, like, trying to make things harder or who doesn't believe them or, you know, like, has a problem with Kevin Bacon. Endangers them in some way. Yes. With, like, a dumb decision. Yeah. And, you know. I like that. Even some movies, like, I think Shaun of the Dead is another pretty good example of, it's more comedy, obviously, but it's a movie where the horror elements kind of work. Mm-hmm. And, and it... It also has the distinction of being of like the last zombie movie that's ever been able to work on me like effectively and like zombies have been done to death, right? But yeah. uh Shaun uh-huh. of the Dead manages those elements. But even that movie has a guy who's kind of a fucking obnoxious mm-hmm. and the movie has to like dispatch that guy, mm-hmm. obviously. But he's a little bit annoying. At least it's I mean it's okay, but even that movie, a movie I love, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Still kind of resorts to... Because it's an easy tension maker, right? It is. And I think one of the reasons this movie can click in at an hour and 36, it doesn't have that fucking plot to do There are disagreements between, like, our survivalists and Fred Worrell and Kevin Bacon. Those The survivalists kind of think these two guys are idiots a little Mm -hmm. bit. So you get a little bit of that. But they're not... We like those characters and what they do. And we kind of see how both of them... And they end up working all well together to kind of reach, you know, get out of town, essentially, right? Yeah. So that works, but it's not, like, overdone. No one's arc, no one's too unlikable. Yeah. Right? Once we kill off all the no-names of the the cast, we like everybody that we're with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that works. Other than that teenager. Other than the teenager. But even, they tone him down in the second half anyway, and so that it's okay. And they fuck with him a little, too. Oh, yeah, they're just messing with him the whole time. They're rude. They're just as rude to him as, um, as they can be. 
so we will, you know, I am, there's a bummer moment where uh, Victor Wong, maybe it's because he just didn't, you know, he didn't want to be, like, on set anymore, or, like, I don't know if he was always written to be killed off, but it is unfortunate, like, there's, like, two minorities in this movie, and one of them is gets killed. The other mm-hmm. is, like, a Hispanic guy, and he lasts and has an important uh, moment. He's a guy who, I think, returns for one of these sequels later, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, it, poor Victor Wong, he gets... They're inside... So what we learn about the, the monsters is that any kind of, like, vibration will trigger... They'll come at you, they right? They can hear... They don't have eyes. They don't have eyes. But they can hear any sound. How, we, the how they learn this, I don't know. <laughs> Well, they were looking at one that was dead. Oh, okay, yeah. They and they're like, there's no fucking eyes on this. Oh, because the this is already... yeah. They've already gotten to one where... So there's, we've learned that there's about four of them. The mm-hmm. seismologist determines that there's three after Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward kind of inadvertently get one killed by yeah. smashing into, like, a yeah. rock. They, like, <laughs> uh, leap over a cement ditch. <laughs> yeah. And the the, tr- the thing is coming at them so full force that just smashes... Right into that cement. Which is great. fucking kills itself. Yeah. And that is the one F-bomb they have. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, like, kind of looking at it, and they're looking at it, and Kevin Bacon's like, we killed it! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> it is a great use of your one F-bomb. Oh, so, and early, which, you know, yeah. usually they save that for the end-ish, but that was, that was pretty great. I... I love it. Uh, so yeah, they figure out there's three more. Um, w- at one point, they're stuck on the rocks or whatever, and uh, they're like speculating. Where- so there's a couple good lines. There's a lot of great lines. Oh, in this there movie. is. Yeah, but they're speculating where these things come from, and I love that they don't answer the question. They're not like, well, we've determined. You know, like a lot of movies try to do. Right. So they're just like talking. Well, maybe the fossil records and and. Uh, the one buddy guy is just like, I vote for outer space. No way these are local boys. <laughs> right. Or even, lo- even on the pole bolting uh, one, like before that, like they're talking about like why they can't escape or run away. And he's just like, uh, that means that we're stuck here. And that pisses me yes. off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon pokes the dirt with a stick. Yeah. And the thing, the thing pops out and he's like, son of a goddamn bitch. <laughs> and yeah. And then his buddy's like, that means we're stuck. That pisses me off. It's great. That pisses me off. What who? What character can pull that line off and be authentic? <laughs> After they kill the one accidentally and he says, fuck you. Later, like, even in that same scene, Kevin Bacon looks over at the other side. He's like, oh, I found the ass end. <laughs> I found the <laughs> ass end. <laughs> I mean, it's just like shit that people would do if they were yeah. in this situation. Yes. And not just dumb hicks. It's like, I would be like, oh, I found this. There's more of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's got all that going for it. Um, yeah, so Victor Wong... Uh, other than the, uh, he's the general store guy. He like is trying to make money off of the dead, a uh, carcass or something. Yeah. Although it's weird, there's only like 14 people in town. He's only gonna make like 30 bucks on this thing. Yeah. But uh, uh, what I do like about like when he's before he sends them out to go hunting for the other ones, or whatever, he sends them off with bullets and like Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fuck. it. Really. Um, but there's a lot of great uh, set pieces to kind of hide the. Uh, like, the fact they don't have a lot of money for that shit. Like, the posts of, like, a fence going up, the ground moving, and those popping out of the ground as they're being chased. Oh, or the so dust. good. All that stuff is just super fun. And I I love that. I just, anytime they have to, the limitations or whatever, but just getting these, like, visual set pieces and something interacting on the screen, I just, I this is what, uh, this is what's great about the 80s and 90s. They were, yeah. like, getting the top, like, really the peak of 
practical effects, right, of the 90s, right, before the CGI wave really took over. Yeah. And this is a movie, this is like, we're at the peak of what you could do with this kind of special effects. Yep. And it works, and it still works. It works better. It looks better it's than... a lot more creative CGI and shit that happens later. I and love it. And thoughtful and, like, solving problems. I it, love it. It's got a lot. But then, yeah, I mean, I'm bummed out because Victor Wong, they're inside. This is our big, like, no, you're not safe just inside because yeah. it pops through. The Pepsi machine starts rattling. Oh, yeah, like the, the soda refrigerator where he's yeah. got like maybe some even like an ice cream in there or whatever right it starts the the what's it called the, uh, i don't know i don't i'm not a the motor I'm the not, motor starts going i don't off. work for vans refrigeration how do i know so the motor starts going off really loud bob vans um, vans refrigeration compressor bob vans the compressor vans refrigeration sure. remember when he was introduced himself three times everybody is bob vans from vans refrigeration so the compressor goes off they all run over to try to unplug it right they gotta pull it back yep. they're all working at it and then all of a sudden ah the big Comes thing out pops from the out from under the floor in the middle of the store and grabs grabs him poor victor wong and, and gets a little quint moment like in jaws where it gets like thrashed around in the yep. mouth a little bit they're trying to catch him they're trying to pull him out but it's, it's, it's to no avail. And he's really our only, like, main character that we know and care about that gets uh, killed. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad. Because he's it a minority. Is sad. And we like Victor Wong. But it, so, it, it, it ups the ante. It's like, this shit's for real. Do you remember what I said when he got killed? No. I said, looks like Rocky, Colton, Tum Tum aren't coming to the farm this summer to train with Grandpa. They're coming to a funeral. They're going to a funeral. God, Bam. dark. Real dark, Tyler. Imagine if the if the with three ninjas and tremors were in a shared universe. Fantastic! I'd watch that movie where the three ninjas have to square off again. Number one, we would uh, uh, retcon Victor Wong back alive; he wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. But then we'd have the three ninjas fighting the worms, and they'd have to like ninja kick all the little worm things that come out of its mouth. I would watch that movie. You would watch that movie. Everybody Fuck would yeah, watch that, that movie. movie. Everybody would watch that movie. Fuck yeah. So then we get, I think, which is your memory that you wrote about, which is yes. everybody on the roofs of the town. Yeah. After Such the, a memorable... Well, after Lexi is, like, down the street, like... Jumping on a po- fucking Hilariously, like, like, how boing, is she not boing, dead? Boing, I think they're boing. trying to think, like, oh, this little girl. And this is before we really started, like, killing off kids in movies. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it's pretty hilarious that she's uh, on a pogo stick or whatever. Yep, so everybody gets on their fucking roofs. Uh-huh. Uh... Yep, some of her are on the store roof, the lady gal's on a water tower roof, the teenager's on an outhouse roof, yep. the the Lexi's on a house roof, there's the Hispanic guy's on a something else. No, he's with them, or something, I don't remember. So then uh, Lexi and her mom are trying to figure out how to like turn on the perimeter fences and the security oh, doors. I was like, what the fuck are you talking and about? Shut up, Tyler. Then she gets it on, and then they're like, what do we got? And she's like, we got the perimeter fences, Stop. we got the doors. And she's like, you. Stop. And then she's like, you name it, we got it. And then she like breathes heavy. Jesus. And then the raptors attack. Oh god, Jurassic Park's so good, guys. Remember the hat Lexi wears in Jurassic Park? That's kind of a nineties hat. Shut up, Tyler. All right. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the scene of Reba McIntyre and what's his name? They're at their house, which has like a bomb shelter. Okay, well, they're survivalists. That's the next big set piece I want to talk about. But yeah. I do like um, when they're because we spent a few minutes on the rooftops, and yeah. I like all this because it's like. We get some nice practical effects of, like, the houses shaking and collapsing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because the worms are smart. They're very some, smart. Some of them are smart. Yeah. Some of them are smarter than Stumpy, other ones. Stumpy, the one that's injured, is yeah. uh, the smartest, probably. So they figure out that they can just smash into the foundations of right. these buildings and, and basically try to bring the roofs down. 
Um, so you see, like, the big flat roof of the store starting to collapse in. It's and great. All the shaking, very believable. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, real good. It reminded real me, good. It reminded me of, like, a, you know what it made me think of? This is I'm totally being positive. It's like the the old, like, tram rides, like, Universal Studios or, like, the earthquake ride where, like, the the building, the, the road cracks apart. Yes. It's yeah. all just, like, obviously, like, manufactured. But like I love built it. In. Like, yeah. you can almost see, like, the... Like the mechanical, where it's like the mechanical mechanisms like working as it breaks apart. I love it. It's just stuff that just makes me love movies, man. I love all that stuff. So yeah, then we get to they find a radio, find like the radio from the store. We learn that so Reba and I always want to say Little House on the Prairie, but it's not the right guy. The family ties dad. They've been out like looking for his name's Bert Gummer in the movie i mean they're trying to get out of town the road's blocked everybody's just trying to figure out a way out of here right so they're in their bunker and they radio over and they're just like hey we need help we need you to come like we're not gonna think we're gonna last we don't have any more trucks left yeah your vehicle is the only vehicle left right we need you to come get everybody and we need to get out of here yep they're like by the way you're in your bunker get the fuck out of your bunker they're underground they're like no we don't reba turned on some sort of vibrational thing that had to do with her ammo or something yeah it was doing something we don't know but yep um, so it was all like really fucking loud and vibrating so then immediately all of them on the roofs could see the the worms things start going towards their house and so this is a part when a movie in a lot of movies now where it would just be like oh these guys who think they know everything they're gonna get killed yep. like that's the expectation here is that they're not gonna make it we need more body count in this movie right yep. this movie's smart enough to know like no you you kind of think these characters are kooky but we can take it a little further. Let's show them in character, showing you how they would survive. Yep. Let their stubbornness in their realm. let their stubbornness be a part of the movie and let them try to work their way out of it. Yep. And I love it. So the worm breaks through the house and they've got in this bunker just a wall of guns. Ninety guns. Now, if you don't think this is a believable thing, I have a relative. I'm not gonna say who it is, but I have a relative named who- Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, it's Brad. But he brought last time I saw him, he's a big gun guy. He's like, Hey Don't don't tell come the see, story. Don't want, tell I, the specifics. I won't tell the specifics, but he's like, You wanna see some guns? I'm like, <laughs> I mean not really, but alright, you know. I'm just trying to like, you know, be alive. He's like, These but, guns have history. Holy shit. I, I've seen a bunker of Well he's Minnesotan, so it's like, oh He's Wisconsin, first of all. Wisconsin. Yeah, he's probably a Packers fan. Uh <laughs> Brewers fan, but anyway, I've seen a bunker like this, and he's not. I it's mean, not, he doesn't have a bunker. He's just at a basement. He's not a crazy guy. He's no. not gonna. It, it's all. It's totally fine. Like yeah. it's a yeah. fine hobby, right? But if you don't believe that someone could have a wall of guns, I know for a fact that you can definitely have a wall of guns in your house because sure I've seen him. I've seen him. Love you, Brad. Batman's still better than Superman. Um, oh lord. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they got a wall. It's hilariously revealed that they have this wall of guns, right? And so the worm pops through, and they just decide to do what they do best, which is just, like, unload a bunch of ammo into mm-hmm. these fucking, this fucking worm. And what I love about it is it's rapid fire. Uh-huh. Um, they're, they're skilled. They're good at what they're doing. They're like, oh, this gun's not working. Well, why don't you try this uh, the elephant yeah. gun or this there's, or that? There's no none of that, which I feel like you'd get in a movie today where like, oh, my ammo's jamming up or, oh, I don't have... Like, there's always no. this, like, other stuff happening. They know nope, what they're, they're doing. They just fucking know what they're doing. They shoot the shit out of this thing. It's not really working. And then uh, old Bird or whatever his name is like, let's get the elephant gun out. Yeah. 
And then it's got a little bit of the pogo stick things of video game. One element of this is like it reminded me of like an eight bit game of just like you you can't kill it unless it opens it. You have to wait till it opens its mouth. Yeah, it's and like then it'll a big start boss. blinking. And then it'll start blinking red. Yep, <laughs> there you got it. You know exactly. And I like that. And so they do kill this thing. They get, yeah, they get the second kill of the worms, and mm-hmm. I uh, I love it. It's great. So then yeah, you get to see this great interaction between this couple. And then you immediately like, well, okay, maybe they disagree with Kevin Bacon in Fred War, but we like these characters. Let's have them stick around this movie. Yeah, they're badass. And they do. So, um, yeah. And then we get um, a great – this is where, this, another thing I love about this movie. Like, you wouldn't think this would be, like, exciting or not. But the way that they figure out how to get out of town is, like, we'll just get this old tr- bulldozer. This 20-ton bulldozer, which is going to be too heavy for the worms to Pick push up. up. And then it's carrying, like, an old uh, like Also a very trailer, heavy, heavy semi-trailer. Yeah, and it's great. And this is how we get out of town, just riding this slow moving. About four miles an hour. I love it. It's yeah. just like it's it's not fast. Nothing has to be fast. We're not we're not on a motorbike with raptors running around us or you know what I mean? Another Jurassic yeah. Park thing. But it's just like it's it's not hyper. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, this is how we get out of town, we're gonna have to do it four miles an hour at a time. But the plot is still clicking along. Oh, it's just it's one solution to the next, right? Yep. It's being resourceful and the only way that they have around here. So they're able to kind of like at least get out of town a little bit. Our our bunker couple has uh, brought along things of explosives yeah, to kind some of prepare bombs. Yeah, of course, they look like mutagenous capsules. They do. I was which thinking I love that. that. They're got filled with black, uh, like they're basically uh, big pot pipe bombs. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. Uh, and then you know, so they get out of town. They're everybody's still alive. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: no one else is getting killed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No, none of our characters that we're that we have now invested in. And I like that, too. I think nowadays it's just like we have to keep killing people off. Who's going to survive? That's not what this movie is. This movie is about these people are – this is how these people survive. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that story and, like, who's going to survive. And I maybe like none that. of them because that's also a common theme now. Like, nobody survives except maybe – Two or three or maybe, or, or there's or a none. twist at the end where, no, like, the last person gets killed or something. Or That's how horror movies work, but this movie is not just, like, a horror movie. It's yeah. like – and that's what I like, and um, it's it's a good citation because I know this is an example that it only made me think of it because your auntie Peggy took you to see this movie too. You told me the the War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that people don't like how uh, like you know certain characters like survive and live the whole time, or they survive, or you know how it's too unbelievable that they survive this or that or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But what I think that movie at least is trying to convey. It's a smaller cast of people that go on. It's like, this is not a movie of, like, who will survive. It's a movie about how these people survive. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tremors is. It's, mm-hmm. I think Tremors is, like, an overall better movie, of course. But I like war- I like that War of the Worlds. But um, it's a movie about how these people survive. It doesn't need to be about killing people off and giving you gore. Yeah. It's enjoyable with these people. And you don't need to do that. Yep. You don't always need to do that. Maybe you do need to do that sometimes, but yeah. you're not getting anything out of this movie by showing someone getting eaten. You've already shown that. You've already done that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, me too. So uh, this movie just keeps going with the sequences that are fun. They 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 get stuck. Because the get, worms are smart, and they basically trap them. They, they give a They hole. dig a big hole, and then the bulldozer falls into the hole. Right. Um, but then we uh, we learn that if you throw the bomb... They don't like the vibration so much they have to run away. Yeah. So that allows them to get to a big rock. Um, then they create what I can only describe as like fishing for worms with explosives. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Creative. I love it. I mean, they're so just like. creative. You, you cause like a thing. You try to get them to come up. And then the idea is, I, don't, I mean, I guess you, 
They have it on a string just in case they need to try again, I guess. No, they, they have, have to no, lit it. No, they they attach the pipe bomb. Okay. They light it. They throw it out so that the worm thing thinks it's a person. Okay. And then they pull it to them so, oh, so it it's feels moving. like it's a person So they already walking. lit it or whatever. Yeah. So they're really trusting the timing of this uh, of the worm popping up, thinking that's a person walking. Right. And then it does. It opens it up its mouth, swallows the thing. And then kaboom. And then it blows up. And then you get a bunch of great yellow goo. Over. It looks like pumpkin guts. I love it. It's, it's so great. good. It's it slaps like all over because they made it to a rock. They were able to kind of throw bombs to get to this rock, but there's no po- no no pole vaulting sticks nope. available, and not enough rocks to get to the mountains. They're trying to get to the mountains, right? Because there's solid rock in the mountains. Mm-hmm. But they do kill off that one. Yep. And that just leaves you one one, one monster more. now. And due to a fuck up. <laughs> They're left with only one more bomb. Because they throw one, and it, like, lands in the other ones, and they blow up or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, they do, they try to do the fishing thing one more time. It's too time. smart. And then the last worm's super smart, so it takes it, and, and then spits it... spits it out. Spits it out and flies it back flies over it to right them. over to the, where the and other ones are. It just happens to land on their pile of pipe bombs. It just happens to be, or did the, the he planned he it? He fucking aimed. Smart. Little aimed thing. it with his... He probably got, like, daredevil-like uh, probably, seismic yeah. feeling where he can see through... Probably. Or, uh, what's the echolocation? It's echolocation, yeah. like yeah. A, a, a beluga... Has it a beluga whale that has echolocation? Yeah. Okay. No. I don't know which one is in Finding Nemo too. <laughs> That's only the only frame of reference that I'm going off of is uh, in Finding Dory, where uh, Finding Dory, yeah. Ty Burrell, uh, Phil from Modern Family, is the is he a beluga whale that has echolocation? Thanks Pixar for educating educating us on animals, but I don't remember the details. So they're left with one <laughs> one pipe bomb. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon has a br- brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. What's that brilliant idea, Angie? Well. They're they're trying to figure out what to do. They only got the one pipe bomb, and the, and after everything exploded, they got blo- three of them got blown off from the rocks. Yeah, I don't or know two exactly or three how that happened. Did. Well, the the three are are basically three, three build top build. We got yep. Fred Ward, Kevin Bacon, and the seismologist. We've never bothered to learn her name. <laughs> so they've discovered discovered if they hold super still, uh-huh, the they thing will not... the thing can't really see them. It's kind of like the Jurassic Park. Like if you don't move, they can't see you. Right? Mm-hmm. You like that? Though I I don't want to I want to stress though that I'm not I will never admit that Jurassic Park is borrowing anything from anything else. So oh, okay. let's be clear that they did not take this from Tremors. Well, maybe Spielberg. Spielberg's very smart. He does homage. Maybe he did. Maybe that was part of it. They learned it. There's other things that do that. But anyway, Jurassic Park's great. <laughs> so they have one pipe bomb left. Mm-hmm. They could throw it, scare him off, and run back to the rock. Then right. they'd all be trapped be there. No bot. They'd just be stuck on the rock, like a poor Kevin guy Bacon, in the power Ke- line. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's like. So then we die in three days. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, Kevin Bacon starts running. Well, wait. This was when did they do the the rock paper scissors? That was to go to get the bulldozer. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. To but, run to get the bulldozer. No, but when he decides that he's going to do to run to go get get the bulldozer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was earlier. They do paper, rock, scissors. But he doesn't make follow loss, But then he punches his friend, knocks him over, and then he runs. Oh, that's the right. Over. That is earlier. Yeah. That Kevin Bacon. Oh, that Kevin Bacon. So then he starts running. And then so then his buddy starts running. Oh, and yeah. he's like, what are you doing? And Kevin Bacon's like, I have a plan. So then and the then, seismologists run because she has the, the lighter to lighter. start the... Uh, yeah. So all three yes. of them are running, which I think is a great other character beat of like, oh, shit, we all have to run now. Yep. I, I, I love that. And then we get full circle. We're going back to that canyon where he was pissing at the beginning of the movie. He's running full force. Yep, that's where All he's going. Three of them. And then he... The two jump out of the way because yep. they see that they're running up to the cliff. Yep. So they run to the side so they don't fly off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon's just standing there. Yep. At the cliff. Mm-hmm. 
And then he throws the pipe bomb behind the worm. I think he's like, oh, you idiot. You threw away yeah. the bomb. His, his friends are like, you fucked up. You threw it past him. Yep. And he's like, did I? Because then the thing freaks out. Like a pimp. And, and <laughs> runs or whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. then flies out of the fucking cliff. And then goes down and explodes on impact down yes. at the bottom of the canyon. Like an old wagon going over yes. the cliff and crashing. Or an old car that goes into a canyon and explodes. I just that love That classic Kevin movie moment. I just uh, love how uh, he was running. He was like, I got a goddamn plan. Yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, and that's pretty much, I mean, that's Tremors, man. The fourth one's dead. And I, what, another thing I like is that there's no surprise, like, fifth worm that shows up at the end of the yes. end credits or whatever. Who yes. cares? doesn't matter. You don't need it. And then uh, we get a quick scene of kind of the town back together again and the... They, oh, oh, and the, the weirdest fucking scene. Okay, okay, so Kevin Bacon's standing outside of his truck, and right. then the girl's coming up, and they're, like, talking. And I don't know if I've said this on previous podcasts, but I do not like Band-Aids. No, you don't. Band-Aids are fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. And so he's standing there, and he's got this giant fucking Band-Aid, like, right on his face. There's, like, right there. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, that is so fucking disgusting. Like, what a fucking just... Gross. Get it off your face. What if in uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, like for example, maybe in Thor Ragnarok when he loses his eye or whatever, and no. instead of wearing like an no. eye patch, he no. wore like a band over his eye. Would you still find him attractive, nope. sexy? I'd, nope. I'd be like, that's disgusting. Okay. Get that off. Anyway. So then they're talking, and then it's like, they don't have any closure. She just walks off, and he's talking to himself. He's like, oh, I'm leaving. And she's like, okay, well, I'm leaving. I was like, well, see you later. See you later. So then he's talking to himself, and uh, I love this line. He just says to himself, like, what's a girl like her want with a guy like me? She's going for a goddamn PhD. (laughs) Goddamn is the, like, word of the movie. Goddamn PhD. Oh, I loved it. So then he uh, walks up to her, and they kiss. Oh. Which is, I mean, they they barely have any kind of relationship that suggests it's romantic, but it's I almost agree. like this movie, neat, like, I don't know. And then we read, I think, or something that they yeah. would, the ending where they just kind of drove off and didn't yeah. resolve it. So the the kiss scene was a reshoot based on what test audiences, how they reacted to it. I guess test audiences really wanted them to kiss at the end because the original ending was just the two buddies mm-hmm. um, heading out of town and then turning back to town. Because they, they love their town. I honestly think that's a better ending. Because they're the real relationship here. Yeah, I mean, there's earlier scene where Fred Ward is kind of oddly, like, trying to tell the seismologist, like, hey, Kevin Bacon's kind of a cool guy. Because he's older than... Yeah, he's, um, like, 15 years I'm glad older they than don't, him. They, I'm glad they acknowledge it, because Fred Ward is definitely, like, older than yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he has one movie. line at one point where he's like, I'm older and wiser than you. I'm glad that it's acknowledged, because it's definitely, like, significant age mm-hmm. difference there, and you can tell. But, yeah, so other than that, there's not a lot of, like, setting up of them. Like, he's not, like, there's not a lot of, like, anything Flirting, between the two. there's not a lot of, like, moments. And you don't need it. The movie doesn't need it. That's why it's weird that it's in there, but, yeah. um, I mean, it's whatever. Weird. I prefer the not that. So, yeah, Tremors is great. I I take it you, you, don't, you don't have much memory or any memory of any sequels? I remember watching the sequels, but I don't remember. So Fred Ward comes back for the second one. I think it's in a different location. They never, like, cheaply kill off Kevin Bacon, which I appreciate. I think that he, the budget got slashed for the sequel, and therefore they couldn't afford. Because it's, I mean, it's kind of a, it's it's weird. Because maybe you think, like, oh, it's early Kevin Bacon. It's like, no, he was a star at this point. They advertised him in the movie. Yeah. he. I mean, people knew who he was. It was definitely, like, it was a get to get Kevin Bacon. 
So yeah, when the budgets got slashed, obviously they couldn't get Kevin Bacon anymore. So yeah, Fred Ward came back for a sequel. I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen a lot of these. Um, later on, they started making TV movies of this, and I think like uh, Miguel has been back on a sequel. Uh, the Family Ties guy has been back. Ariana Richards ca- apparently came back for one yeah, uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Miguel does have a great. Uh, we didn't talk about him really, but there is a great little sequence where he like he's in charge of like getting the little like a lawnmower oh, going yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it like takes off and tricks the monsters for a little bit because yeah. of, I think the outhouse tips over or something. The teenagers in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Another good little like, like kind of practical sequence of just like trying to lure a monster away that's yes. underground that you can't see. Well, I love this movie because the characters, they make plans and they just fucking get shit done. Yeah. They're going to jump on stuff. They're going to leap. They're going to hang someone down to start a tractor lawnmower. They just And it's get not played like dumb guys suddenly come up with good ideas. No, no. they just start, they figure it out because that's what yeah. they got to do. I like that. And it's that. not like, yeah, it's not like unbelievable things they're doing. No, they it's just... It's like, okay, I believe that that guy could do that. Being resourceful of what's around. And, okay, yeah. granted, some of it's just like pole vaults that's conveniently located, but at least they saw them. <laughs> and at least they, the one of them, like, it was sucked for a little bit on the pole vault thing. So then there was, uh, they were trying to make like a, now did they make a Tremors TV series or maybe they didn't. It was, they attempted it. But Kevin know. Bacon was involved in something that was going to become a, a thing, a, a show, but apparently that didn't move forward. Maybe they shot a, a pilot. TV movie. They shot a pilot and then I think they maybe, it maybe aired that. I don't know. Never seen it. It doesn't matter. Tremors one's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, once it went to the sci-fi channel, I'm not interested because then it's just more about it being cheeky and then obviously they're using cheap effects and I don't like that. This is, uh, you can't, that's the thing, you can't, you can't recreate nope. this easily because it's like of a time that no one would even think about using the practical effects this way. Yep. They would, you know, even, even if they use practical effects, they would probably like enhance things with the CGI or, or whatever. I I genuinely don't understand it. Um, because even when, like, I think about um, the first Jurassic World, the reboot, uh, with, like, they, they made a big old point of being, like, when the, there's an Indominus Rex that, like, eat, eats the the hybrid dinosaur, eats the attacks yeah. the giant long-necked uh, Brachiosauruses, right? Yeah. And they made a point of, like, telling people that, like, we shot a scene with a practical remote, a remote control uh, Brachiosaurus head so they could interact with it while it was dying, and it was really emotional. And, I mean, the scene, like, the animatronics in it look worse than the 1993 movie. Yeah. It's 2019, and you guys couldn't even do the animatronics very well, and they may very well have had the Stan Winston team do it, but I'm just saying, it. it they had all the money and resources to do yep. it. And for whatever reason, maybe it's because the scene is awkwardly in the middle of the movie. Like, it's awkwardly placed. Because that one scene where they're in the... trying to get the blood... In the new one. That's the second the one. one. That's a genuinely good scene that in a terrible movie. Good. Because it, it was they used a T-Rex head. In and the it was, Jurassic Mansion movie. And we've, uh, we've established that we... The T-Rex head's been around in a lot of movies now that we have all genuinely accepted it as, like, that's believable as a T-Rex. It has that advantage of being, like, from the first one. Yeah. Whereas the brat, like, that was a new concept for the movie. Yeah, it didn't look good. So maybe that's, maybe we're being a little unfair. maybe. But it didn't look very good is what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you're, you make a good point. In Jurassic Mansion, an otherwise terrible movie, there is a good scene with an animatronic T-Rex head. Mm -hmm. And I wish the movie had more of that in it. Yeah. Whatever. But why not? It's a giant worm thing. Like, you could just make the animatronic again. I don't get why we... Uh, I don't get it. Tremors. Tremors. It's good stuff, man. So good. I will. I would totally watch it again. That's a great movie. Yeah. 
Very fun. Does it feel good to like actually watch a movie that it is like good? Because <laughs> we watch Godzilla, which is good, is not good, which is bad, bad, which is not like fun. I Congo is bad, but it's fun. Yes, that's great. Yeah, but this is like a movie that's like it's, it's good, actually good. good. It's actually good, and it's yeah. funny because it's meant to be funny, and it's still good, and it's still good. So not only was it good then, it's still good. So that makes it double good. Aged well. It really did. I think so. It's a. I'm. I. I do kind of feel sad that it was not one that I got to wit why. There's no. There was no reason for it. It's not like I had a bad opinion of it. Oh, it's I fucking great. Didn't have it and didn't watch it on TV. But your mom must not like Kevin Bacon. What's her deal? <sighs> Let's ask a, her. She thinks she's an anti-Bacon. Let's ask an her. anti-Baconite. Let's ask her in her segment called "What Does Joanne Remember?" Oh man, I wish. Hey, if we, there's actually something after this, like where we like secretly record her and put it on. Uh huh. I'm going to be so happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably not going to be anything. This is going to be the end of the episode, but hey. Let's record something just in case. Oh my God. Can you believe what your mom said? Fucking amazing. She great. She's so great. Okay. Yeah. Save that part. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That was Tremors 1990. We watched it on a streaming service. No, we didn't. We watched the Blu-ray. Oh, you might be honest. Why didn't why? Wow, you were really quick when I was like, "Let's watch Tremors." You were like, "Bam!" I knew where it was because it hadn't been put away. <laughs> you just like made that fucking DVD arrive. It's done the Blu-rays. The Blu-rays a little bit more accessible, but I also had not put it away since I had obtained it. So I knew well, where it was. Well, uh, go watch it for two ninety nine on a streaming service. Or just it seems like it. everything's available. That's what I'm saying. You can rent it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can rent it. Yeah. Why not get a physical? Why not get a physical copy though? Why not? You probably go find the VHS at like a Goodwill for free. Probably for like ten cents, maybe. And play it in your VHS player. Don't don't. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Is we it not a VHS you. player? It plays VHSs. That's not what it's called. I'm aware of this. That's like saying like you're wearing like I don't know. I I'm too tired to come up you with an analogy. Fail. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Go shoot us a review. Tell a friend who likes uh, 80s and 90s movies and is an old millennial to come fucking listen to this podcast. Because, you know, if you're awesome, then they'll probably be awesome and they'll want to listen to it. Okay. Thanks for listening, and we will talk at you another movie. It's a Unix system. I know this. God damn it, Tyler. (laughs) I like seriously.